Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Earlier this month, we had a list of predictions about 2024 from 100 years ago, way back in 1924. And some of them were pretty good and others were uh, way off the mark. Here's some others. Beds would launch kids up and onto their feet in the morning. Then a flying bus would pick them up and get them to school in two minutes flat. (laughs) Ejection beds? Yeah, that would be great, especially with your teenagers who don't want to get out of bed and you keep calling them. Just roll the bed up. Just say, if you don't get up, I'm hitting the button. Um, They thought in 1924 that our legs wouldn't work anymore. (laughs) Our muscles and our legs would have stopped working because they were never getting used, all thanks to the innovation of cars. Yeah, I guess, you know, they walked a lot more to and from places, but you still had to walk to your car. That's right. Unless you're like uh, those who uh, take up the spots parking where they're not supposed to. I mean, essentially, if they're saying that, you know, we'd become lazier, Mm. they got that right. We're lazier, but I think we're still probably healthier overall. Like, I think, you know, we live longer, we, but that's due to modern medicine. Right. But, you know, I think we, we re- many, not me, not you, but many, <laughs> give it a real effort to get out there and get exercise. Uh-huh. M- probably much more. But then back then, they were working so hard. You know, it was all manual labor. Yes. They were getting exercise all day. Uh, they thought back in 1924, traveling to other planets would be easy and common. They compared it to crossing the ocean. We're still working on it. We're getting there. And certainly, you know, a lot of the travel has improved. Mm-hmm. I mean, 1924, they were not that far removed from Titanic at that point. Uh, they thought uh, concerts would be happening remotely. And this this did happen, certainly during COVID. They predicted the bands wouldn't have to tour if they didn't have to or they didn't want to, and their live performances could reach people right at home. That's that's a for sure now. I mean, yeah, you've got concert DVDs, and mm-hmm. and uh, if you want to watch something on YouTube, you can watch concert footage anytime you want. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift uh, had her shows in theaters. Yeah, right? that's so, right. Uh, flying clothes, I guess much like the flying, uh, flying beds, someone predicted we'd basically wear suits that made us fly everywhere. We got jetpacks, kind of, sort of, but not common. No, not at all. They thought back in 1924 that we'd run out of diamonds and that we'd just be making synthetic diamonds, and that's a big business now. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they make the synthetic diamonds out of, but they believe they'd make them out of sugar back then. Okay. Men would stop wearing corsets. Now, I wish we'd bring that back. (laughs) Some some of us need them. (laughs) Girdles and corsets were somewhat common for men in 1924. Not anymore, but we have what's called compression shirts. Right. Where can I find one of those? (laughs) Under Armour. (laughs) Someone on uh, Reddit posted a story about something that supposedly happened on a flight last week. The plane was at the gate... When uh, one of the flight attendants noticed a disgruntled passenger, they described as maybe hungover. (laughs) Everyone had just boarded, and the guy was already arguing with another passenger. Then suddenly the guy said, you thought that was rude? Well, how about this? And he loudly farted. Wow. They referred to him as Fart Man. So we'll refer to him as Fart Man now. Right. Farting Uh, on demand. Yeah. Next, they say Fartman started complaining about the smell of some food another passenger brought on board. 
That's ballsy. To drop yeah. your guts and then complain about somebody's food. <laughs> farting and complain yeah. about smells. So someone told him to stop being so rude, and Fartman called them low class. Oh. They fired back with, well, you're back here in economy with the rest of us. True. At that point, a flight attendant stepped in and said, that's enough, and the plane started taxiing, and it seemed like it was all over. But minutes later, the plane stopped, and the pilot came on the speaker, said they were heading back to the gate, and they kicked Fartman off the plane. Really? Yeah. We left without uh, causing a scene. The person who posted about it said everyone was relieved Fartman wouldn't be on the flight and that the airline uh, handled it well. They were only delayed for about 30 minutes. They need like a mini jail seat on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> At least the threat of it. Or maybe just maybe they'd be allowed to lock someone in the bathroom. So you want to explain how uh, what happened? Were you really that hungover? And uh... <laughs> it was a long night. It <laughs> <laughs> snowed in in Columbus. What are you going to do? <sighs> the frustration that can happen. Just you know, air travel in general. Still, people are nervous mm. or. Um, you know, claustrophobic, uh, or just flat out tired with the system of it all. And, and it happens like, okay, I went and got the, my Nexus card, which is, you know, expected to be, you're, you're vetted so mm. that you can cross the border faster and not have to go through as much security when you do it. I got to, to Pearson a few weeks ago. And the Nexus line was longer mm-hmm. than the regular line was. And, you know, they were like, oh, you got to take everything out. You know, you're not supposed to have to take out all of your laptops and you know, open up your underwear to, to show them because you've already pro- passed the process of being cleared for all of they this. They know it's in your underwear. <laughs> they, they know. They, they got I photos. Had to tell them. <laughs> Everything in there. <laughs> and so when that, like, things that not, like that happen, and delays happen all the time. Right. And I know we're supposed to be appreciative of the fact that, you know, this is a faster system of travel than, than driving or walking to some place. But when you're just expecting things to go smoothly yeah. and they don't, it is incredibly infuriating. I wish the pilot had come on the speaker and said, "I'm sorry, we've got uh, we got some issues here. We have some unexpected flatulence." <laughs> <laughs> well, I should have stuck with my original plan yesterday. Okay, just leave the shovel in the garage. Right. But no, I went home and, like a good boy, I thought, "All right, I'll clean up a bit here, uh-huh. make some room in case we get a, a bit of a dumping." And then, of course, nothing really happened till later in the afternoon. At one point. Uh, I strolled to the window, and not only was my driveway and sidewalks cleaned up, but had dried out. And then by about, I go, 3.30 or 4 o'clock or something, it started to come down. But nothing, no, really, uh, this part of the GTA, anyhow, it was pretty easy going. Yeah, I, we ended up in the evening, I think, going out and just uh, giving a little scrape uh, to what was, I guess, a couple of centimeters that it uh, wow, that really? picked up on, our, on huh. our driveway. Um, and, uh, and this morning it has kind of turned to a, a rainy mix. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was my windshield at least needed scraping, but it wasn't, it wasn't a heavy frozen stuff that you could scrape it pretty easily. Must be because you're at that higher alti- uh, altitude. I had, I had none of that. Yeah. I, it is, it is weird. Like, you know, I live on a hill. It's yeah. not a mountain, but, uh, but the, uh, the little elevation change often we see whether it's a, Tiny bit different. Yeah. 
No, the only mountain you uh, you live on, and me as well, is the mountain of debt. Yeah, that's true. It's a good mountain. It's a mountain I'm never getting off. I have a question. Okay. So I've noticed recently on my Facebook page, you know you get that uh, string of reels, the just videos? Yes. So uh, I don't know what I've clicked on, but I'm getting a lot of very well-endowed women. <laughs> and I think they're all only fans who oh. probably are out promoting their uh, their okay. sites. So they all seem to want to be in elevators and seem to have difficulties pushing the buttons in elevators. Really? A lot of them, this is what I've observed. Have you watched these videos? Uh, a few. Well, that's probably why they keep generating. Well, here's what shows up. So they show up and they know the, the exact look I appreciate. Right. Which then just drives me to Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's a vicious circle. But, yeah, they're always in some kind of need in an elevator. Right. A lot of them, it seems. I, uh, this, this is a new occupation for, yeah. and, and for many people. Um, and, uh, and, and that's uh, these social media influencers. And there's money to be made in it. Lots yep. of money to be made in it. Yeah. And these women are so made up and well endowed that I, I start to sense, I'm looking at them going, I think you're AI generated. You don't even look real. Oh. You know? Hmm. And well, it's again that's a look that that some are going for, and and it's paying off. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are there are so many, and I I want to say I saw an interview uh, recently. It was it was a podcast. It might have been one of the like bar stool things, but they were basically talking to an OnlyFans model and her dad, and um and and basically saying like this is what she does and mm. this is her career and her dad's you know not a fan of uh of of the uh the full-on that has taken place but you know if she's doing it anyway she might as well make money on it is the is is the thought process and it's just so it's so weird and open it you know, i remember once going to um uh, a strip club like years ago some stag and i remember you had a similar situation where you know the mother was the manager, right. uh, and, and like you know, helping to pick up her thong as, yeah. as as she walked around on stage. And I thought, boy, what a what a, a weird relationship. But at the same time, yeah, I guess to her, there was a lot of pride there in the fact that she had a beautiful daughter and was making money based on. It. Yeah, and this, I mean, OnlyFans, although a, a new thing, relatively speaking, with um, with social media, this type of women on camera doing things for you has been around forever. I mean, yes. there was a time uh, in Amsterdam, and it's been happening for decades, where you go in a little peep show and, yeah, and see something. District. Yeah, that's right. And and certainly since uh, home computers and cameras became a thing, uh, laptops with cameras, you've had a lot of women sitting on their bed, flicking their hair around and doing posing little videos for you. Um, and this is all, you know... Really, it's no, it's, it's it's all hands off for these women at this stage because mm-hmm. they're they're not meeting these men. They're just posing for photos. I know, and from what I understand, again, I don't have an account, but what I understand of it is that there are levels. So you can subscribe to a woman you really like, and you can either just get her generic daily photos, or you can pay a little more, and she'll do like a cameo video for you right. specifically. And it could, you know, who knows what it goes to. You could pay a lot, and they could do some self-loving right in front of you. Who knows? But it doesn't even need to progress to that level for many of them. Yeah. And for some, it is it is simply doing these 
Facebook Reels or Instagram, TikTok, whatever it may be, yeah. uh, these social media platform uh, videos and short videos. So, t- you know, today uh, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to, you know, put on a, a, a tight outfit and go take a picture or a little short video of me getting into a car or yeah. getting in, and, and or walking around in public and showing off some skin. And that short 17 second video will garner them more followers. And you, if you look at their profiles, a lot of them have hundreds of thousands of followers. Yep. And that in itself generates money. Yes, sir. It's a whole new world. All I know is if uh, my boys were asking me what kind of career they should get into, I'd say elevator repair. Because <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of these women hanging around in elevators. There's a bunch of people upset with the Oscar nominations. Because, oh, right. Uh, Greta Gerwig and uh, Margot Robbie, they were snubbed. And considering the movie was about the patriarch and, you know, women and being held back and all mm-hmm. of that. Uh, it feels like for many that these two uh, did get held back. Yeah, you literally make a movie about women not getting the credit they deserve mm. and then don't get the credit for it. Problem with this movie is, and it's it's visually, it's it's amazing. It, the story's fine. It is what it is. America Ferrara got uh, nominated uh, for Best Supporting Actress. She's, she's really quite good in it. So it's not like all women got snubbed. Right. But um, the, the issue is it's it's about Mattel and Barbie. And the way they portray Mattel is that it's run by this board of directors who are all just men and men controlling everything and women can't get through that glass ceiling. And yet, if you look at the reality of Mattel or Mattel, it, um, their board of directors is like evenly split. It's 50-50. Now, in the world of CEOs, from what I understand, it's still like 90%. It was like 96% men and white. For the longest time, okay, it's down around 90, 89%. So there's certainly lots of room there to improve on having not just women, but all sorts of different people uh, running the show of companies. But when it comes to the board of directors for many companies, there's a lot of women on these board of directors. So the movie, it's a little dated in its premise. The Barbie movie. Anyhow. Right. Well, I mean, but it is, it's Barbie and Barbie yeah. herself dated back to the, you know, the fifties, yeah. the toys. But here's the problem that the Oscars have. One, they have nine movies in the best picture category. So obviously if you're only putting five directors mm-hmm. and nine movies, there's going to be a bit of a snub somewhere. Right. Automatically in that list. Um, you get, you know, and they put five in all the other categories, but nine movies into the best picture. Um, the other problem that the Oscars have is that many have felt, uh, not only are they perhaps racist or sexist sometimes when it comes to the, uh, the portrayal of, or their list of nominations, but also that they seem out of touch with the success of the movies at the box office. Right. And should box office success also drive award success? You would think so. Uh, y- you would, um, you know, and, and, you know, you look at other uh, internal recognitions among uh, whether genres of things. Like, like, for example, you know, in sports, it's all-star games. Mm-hmm. The all-stars 
you know, tend to be the most popular, mm-hmm. not necessarily the ones who uh, are Trying having the, the best best season or tried the best or, or 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 are the best on their team that year, right? right? Sidney Crosby might not lead the Pittsburgh Penguins in points, but he's going to be an all-star mm-hmm. because you're not going to not send him to the all-star game. Um, and, and so as a result of that, it, it seems... Uh, you know, a bit odd for the Oscars to have a movie that was as successful as Barbie was. Can we look back at the past year, Oppenheimer and Barbie? I mean, they opened together on that weekend and they crushed box office records mm-hmm. as a result of it. And some were saying they even saved the industry. Right. But then but, they said the same thing about the Top Gun. I mean, right. over the top bragging. But yeah, but just kind of bringing movies back that sure. people want to go to the theater to see. And then they don't. You know, include Greta Gerwig in terms of best director. Right. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It seems like a big snub. Yeah, it does. Now, uh, Ryan Gosling, he uh, got nominated for his role of Ken, and he uh, actually issued a statement saying that he was disappointed that Greta and Margot uh, weren't nominated. Um, Martin Scorsese now holding the record for most director nominations for a living person. Spielberg is number two. So. Uh, there's a guy named uh, William Wyler. I don't know that I even know that name, but he uh, he had 12. Okay. Anyhow, we shall see. It all goes down in uh, February, I believe, and uh, Jimmy Kimmel is uh, is hosting once again. So we'll see how that goes. Paul Giamatti was spotted at an In-N-Out Burger after he grabbed his uh, Best Actor at the Golden Globes. Sorry, and, March 10th is the Academy Awards. Oh, is it March 10th? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Paul Giamatti, um, was spotted and someone took a photo of him sitting down in his tuxedo, down in a couple of In-N-Out burgers. And he, uh, thought he, he thought it was a fun experience and he was happy that uh, people enjoyed the photo. He said, I do love me some In-N-Out burger. And when uh, asked about his order, he says, I'm a pretty basic guy. I do the double double with raw onions, nothing fancy. And they've got something, I guess, an In-N-Out burger called the No Animals Style. Okay. I looked that up, and it means you get your burger with mustard grilled into it, plus extra Thousand Island special sauce, pickles, and caramelized onions. He just wants the raw onion. That's called no animal style? Yeah, I don't know why. That's a bit confusing. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? Because I thought, oh, maybe it's a veggie burger. Yeah, exactly. But no. Uh, I mean, it it was kind of a funny picture, and and I'm... You know, I'm not sure why he's surprised it took off. I mean, you're in a tuxedo yeah. in a fast food restaurant with your Golden Globe sitting, right sitting at the table. Yeah. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow, she's got goop, right? She's always selling stuff at Christmas and Valentine's and all sorts of uh, crazy items we've heard of from uh, her goop catalog. Well, uh, the Valentine's gift guide has arrived, and this time around it includes a bullet-shaped love toy attached to a ring that goes right on your finger and according to the product description, it will bring a little buzz and warmth whenever your hand wanders. So this is a vibrator for the ladies that they can uh, carry around with them on their finger. Sounds like one of those handshake buzzers that you used right. to. Right. <laughs> Might be the same thing. <laughs> a little shocker. Everybody's sitting in the office and all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, look at Janice. <laughs> Must be that time. Yeah. Now, you go out for a smoke break. I'll have my break. Right. So, anyhow, this thing, um, I'm sure, hey, listen, get it for the ladies. They want it. Buy it. Have it. Lovely. She can wear it around. Put a it. ring on it. Put a ring on it. And it's only 195 bucks. 195 Bullet size? Bullet shape? Yeah, I guess so. It says bullet-shaped love toy. Okay. But, I mean, it could be the size of a, a ring pop. It might be. Quite noticeable. Or maybe you can get different sizes for different, right? you know. 
Thanks. I, yeah, I don't know how any of that works. I don't know what's going on down there. All I know is if I've been confirmed that cookies were purchased and bought and eaten and enjoyed, then we're all good. Lucky, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Do you push or do you pull? the hell are you talking about when it comes to doors doors yeah so are you a pusher or a puller well i usually read to find out if it's push or pull first but if there was no sign um if there's no sign am i walking in or walking out i would say you're walking in walking in i would go for pull first six thousand people were asked if they push or they pull and basically the results are about 50 50 but the winner is by 51 percent push most people push, push by 51%. Most push going push, in? Push going in. Pull going out. Interesting. <laughs> Isn't that how you normally do it? Push uh, well, going in and pull coming out? Uh, well, not in this instance. No. Going into a store. I think there's some code, too, that is supposed to be push out. Like when it get like a mall. All right. It's supposed to be pull going in and push going out because if there's an emergency. Right. That makes sense. They want everyone pushing out, right? Right, right. I think I'm always a puller. Okay. Well, I have been since that. I was about 18. <laughs> or younger. 14. Younger than that. Oh, yeah. 12. <laughs> a great moment that was, huh? The moment you realize that did something. Oh, my. I mean, we've talked many times about firsts in a right. young man's life. But the minute you realize if you fiddle with it, something fun happens. I remember my boys being so surprised, like coming to either me or Maria. They might have said it to their mom or she might have told me. But like in complete shock, like, my thing grows. Right. right. <laughs> yes, it does, son. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to be happy for that one day. <laughs> yeah. Then David, our youngest one, once he figured out that it grew, he wouldn't leave it alone. Oh, great. It's like a flipping yo-yo. <laughs> He's walking into doors now. Oh, yeah. We once, uh, he was in some kind of school choir Christmas thing. He's probably like, I don't know, six or, well, no, younger because it wasn't even a, it was like a daycare kind of thing, I think, or a Montessori school or something. He was young, I think. Anyhow, we all went. Yeah, because they were doing this Christmas production. Whole family's there. Got the video camera rolling. This is an exciting moment. He's in the front row, just singing his heart out, singing his Christmas tunes. And then within about, I don't know, half of the first song, you see his hands start to slide down the front of his pants. Oh, he's going, he's, he's going, going full for, action jingle bells. He's going for a ball. <laughs> like, oh, son. I said, look, you can play with it all you want. It's yours. You own it. But just right. do it at home. Right. If you do that in public when you're older, you're going to jail. Athletes are really bad for it. Can't leave them alone. Yeah, tugging at them all the time. Right. Yeah, it's the, the jock itch thing. The ball players, you always see them fidgeting. Right. I'm pretty good. You know, I can, uh, and I'm very proud of this. If I need a quick adjustment, I can get, even if I'm walking like in public, mm-hmm. I can do a quick turn, get my hand down there, a fix and out before anybody notices. A very, <laughs> a, quick, a quick turn. Yeah. A quick little hit. What are you doing? A pirouette. Little hit turn. Little, <laughs> little down the pants and out again. I don't have many talents, but that's one of them. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm holding classes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see you on AGT next season. <laughs> that's right. Men are slightly more likely to push. Than okay. Pull. Yeah. So there you go. Are I, you? I would think pull is better for your first go-to because if you push and it doesn't give, mm. you're walking flat into a door. Right. You look Smack like a moron. Smack into it. You look like a moron. Have you, have you ever walked into a, like a sliding door, a glass door? Um, 
Probably. I've walked, I've walked right through the screen door. Have you gone I've right through? I've run right through it. <laughs> I was a kid. <laughs> Got to get outside. Ice cream truck's coming. Yeah. Boom. Right through it. I, I remember face planting into a very clean plate of glass in a sliding door when I was probably a kid. That's a shocker. You're just, oh, yeah. Because you're going full tilt. You don't see it. Bang. <laughs> I think it's Niagara. You have those like glass mazes. Mm. Like sometimes it's a mirrored one. Yeah. But they have one that's just glass too. And you, like, you, you really have to walk around with your hands out because you're going to face plant. I struggle with the sliding door and I struggle with the revolving door. Right. Yes. Or those well, not even sliding, like the ones that automatically open for you. Why do you I, struggle I, with that? I can't time it properly. Like here at the station, I've got it down now because I go through this door every day. Right. But you, 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 you swipe your pass card here and then there's a half a beat mm-hmm. before it opens. So like at the airport, if the door op- opens automatically for you or anywhere, I'm always walking a little too quick to it. I got to stop and bounce yes. back. Right. Give it that moment to register I'm standing there. The worst are hospitals. If you ever go on, because they, you know, obviously people in wheelchairs and, mm-hmm. and people who are limping or are in struggling. So they're a lot slower. Yeah. And if you, and if you're uh, one who's just impatient and you push on it, the mm-hmm. thing stops. It does. Right. Yeah. 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 I like being like Elf in New York City <laughs> when he first got there. Just, <laughs> just in, the re- up. in the revolving door. Rock mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.